Good morning, Grand Rising. It is time from my couch and not from the dunes or the beach, unfortunately. I am really busy renovating my house, and so I have to be at home a lot. And um, taking a walk is just not something that I have time for today or this week in general. So there will be a lot less background noise from me, no animals in the background, no dogs, no sea noise, nothing, no waves. It's just me on my couch. This episode, I just want to preface by saying um, the title is a bit sad. So if you have recently lost someone um, and you're still healing from that, this might not be the best episode for the, for it. Uh, it's, of course, your own judgment and your own call, but um, I don't want to trigger anything. Um, so maybe you can listen to this at a later time. Also, I just want to say that even though the topic is really heavy and sad, I hope that you can find some comfort in it and maybe my story or my experiences can help you um, heal and just feel grief as well. The reason I wanted to record this is because I don't think we talk about grief enough in the sense that there are not, there's not a lot of content about it, obviously, because like, why would you want to talk about death the whole day, every day? Um, but also I feel like in conversations with friends and family, and I am, I'm guilty of this too. I don't feel like I ask friends or family members enough, like, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Are you still dealing with the loss of your family member or your friend or whatever? I, I don't think this, this topic is just brought up enough in conversation and neither do I think it has to in some way, because it's not something that you always want to be confronted with. It's not something you always want to talk about with people and friends, especially myself. I am someone who deals with their emotions on their own. I don't really like sharing. I don't really like having intimate conversations with friends or family or whatever about my emotions. And so I don't feel like talking about it a lot. Um, so yes the topic of grief isn't talked about enough and on the other side i feel like it doesn't have to be all the time because sometimes it's just not something that you want to share with someone else however i feel that this episode or like a podcast is the perfect platform to talk about it and to kind of just share experiences and um, you can listen to it and maybe you can relate to it in some way and um, feel free to message me afterwards if this is something that you do want to continue and we can continue this conversation somewhere else. Um, but I think that having a podcast episode about this opens the conversation. It gives you a dedicated piece of time to feel and heal and relate. And um, yeah, just you have the permission to, to think about your grief and to feel your grief today during this episode. Again, it's a heavy topic, so if you're not in the right mindset, if you're not in the mood, don't listen to it. Come back to it on a later time. Uh, it'll still be here on all of the platforms. So, um, yeah. I also, I think I'll skip the intro music. Just thinking about it now, it just feels kind of weird to have this, like, really upbeat intro music. So let's just, like, get into it right now. Because this episode was triggered by... A video I saw on on TikTok again. I am, I I get inspired by TikTok a lot, right? Um, and I saw this video of someone who shared a very intimate video of herself, uh, where she was having a bit of a meltdown after she 
she was like, she was, let me explain this, right? She was like doing the laundry and folding sheets and she was making up her bed. And that was kind of difficult. You know, we all know that folding sheets is like fucking annoying, right? And she was folding the sheets and somehow she was reminded of her mother, um, how her mom was always able to fold the sheets just right and just have it like clean and perfect in the closet and it was so organized and it was so nice and she was not able to do that and so she had this meltdown basically where she was all of a sudden reminded of, of her mom who she, who passed away um, and she just recorded herself having that meltdown and she started crying and just um, letting it all out and then continued folding the sheets and I have to say that this is the same for me like what I, what people don't realize with grief is that it comes at the most random times, right? Um, and I've noticed that with friends who talk to me who have not lost a significant person in their life, who have not had such a big loss, I feel like there's just this misunderstanding of what grief looks like. And it, it's not something that you can um, call on when people, when they talk about it. So for example, when they're in a conversation with me and they're asking me like, Hey, how are you doing? How, how are you feeling about your mom? Is everything okay? Like, right. And they expect me to say like, or I feel like they expect me to say things like, Oh yeah, man, I'm feeling so sad and I'm feeling so down and I miss her so much and blah, 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 blah. I feel like when you are having that conversation with someone who cannot relate to you on that level, they expect, you to say something like that right whereas what happens to me is that when someone talks to me about that whether it's a colleague or a friend whatever and they ask me like hey how are you feeling are you uh this must be a hard time for you because it's the first time without your mom this is the, her first birthday without her it's her first whatever without her you know are you how are you doing and i in that moment i never feel the full grief so i say yeah, you know, I'm doing okay. I mean, yeah, you know, it's sad, but you know, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And so that gives the other person the, the impression that I'm doing fine and I'm doing okay, right? Whereas really the grief just doesn't come in that conversation. It, it'll come at the most random times in my life I've noticed and during the most random times during the day. And it can just be this really stupid thing that you're doing, like the laundry and folding sheets that triggers this immense wave of emotion. I can only I can only describe it as this huge wave of emotion that you can't stop. And I recently, well, not recently, like two years ago, I started breath work. And all of a sudden, I was able, after doing it for a while, right, not just after one session, but after doing it for a while, I was able to physically feel emotions. I was never able to do that in my life before. So I was 30 years old when I started to physically feel emotions. And yes, of course, you know, I have cried in my lifetime. It's not like I've never cried before, but I've cried. I've been heartbroken. And yes, you know, I've just had pain in my chest when I was crying a lot or uh, I was hyperventilating because I was so sad, you know, sure, I've had those experiences. But after doing breath work for like a couple sessions and like really getting into it in 2020, I was fully able to feel 
emotions. And this year, that has even increased. The, the ability to feel these emotions has, has increased. Not just a video triggered me to record this podcast, but also an experience that I had yesterday was very, very, very heavy. And it was the most, most random thing, right? I was um, at the beach with my dad and my daughter. We started walking. We went to the dunes and we had this just long walk. We went to my favorite beach club and we had a couple cups of coffee. We just chatted. We had a really great time. My daughter was playing in the sand. She was you know, talking and waving to all the strangers. And we were just having a really great time. And the the weather was lovely. The temperature was perfect. And it was just a great time. And then all of a sudden, my dad said, Oh, my gosh, you know, your mom would have loved this. And he was so right. Like my mom and I used to go out for coffee every single weekend. We would meet up somewhere, go to a cafe, sit on terrace, watch people, um, you know, have great food. We would like literally do this at least once a week, uh, if not more than once a week. And um, we had a great time, you know. I mean, I can't say otherwise. Like that was just our thing to do. We would go shopping. We would get a we would get a coffee somewhere and maybe like a a cake or something or something sweet. It was just always so fun. And I know that when I was pregnant and um, my mom talked about that a lot, like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't wait to to do this with the three of us, with you and and my granddaughter, my girls, you know, we're going to have girl day and girls night out and we're going to have so much fun and we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, share our love for getting coffees with her and it's going to be just amazing, right? That was just how she viewed her her mother or her grandmotherhood. That's how she just wanted to spend time with me and, and my daughter. So when my dad initially said that or made that comment, it didn't really do anything to me. We just sat there and I looked at him and I was like, yeah, you know, you're so right. She would have really loved this. Like, this is what we lived for, right? And now my dad has to do that with me. <laughs> it's not like a uh, an obligation or something, but um, my dad is just different than my mom. He is not so much outgoing. He doesn't really like going places. I mean, we go out for dinner once in a while, but he's not like actively with, you know, going shopping with me or stuff like that. He doesn't do that. We take walks and we go to the playground with my daughter, but we don't really do much else, you know, which is fine. We have a, we have a different relationship, so there's nothing wrong with that, but um yeah my mom was just more into this this kind of stuff and um now he has to do that or not he wants to do that with me as well but he's kind of you know he's the only person I can do that with that has like the the full grandfather experience so yeah in the moment I just I looked at him and I I just thought yeah you know he she would have really really loved this moment um and we went home didn't think about the comment just had my day, started cleaning my house. I, went, I cooked, I cleaned, I uh, bathed my daughter. Everything was fine. And she went to bed, no no trouble. She started sleeping. And then I started cleaning the kitchen at like 8.30. Um, and all of a sudden, I could just feel like this, this, this physical sensation, and it starts in my calves. I can't, I can't explain this otherwise. It starts in my ankles and my calves, and I can just feel this really heavy load. Like there's lead on my legs. I can just feel it. And I was like, I was cleaning the counter, and I was like, oh shit, here it comes. You know, I just, I, I knew this was going to be an episode. 
and I could literally feel that heavy energy just move up to my legs, into my back, my lower back. And then I was like, oh gosh, here it comes. It just went up to my lungs and then I felt my eyes tear up and that's when it just started flooding, right? It was like this, I can only explain this as like a, as a, as a wave in the ocean. Like, you know, you're sometimes in the ocean and you went a bit too far and you see this huge wave coming up and you're like, oh fuck, I'm going to drown in this, you know? <laughs> that's what it feels like. Just this heavy load of energy that just moves up to my body and then it just has to, it has to go out through the eyes. It has to be... Um, it has to be released through the eyes, through crying. And so there I was in the kitchen, just bawling my eyes out, right? It was just, I don't I don't even know how long it was. I mean, but I, I, I really think I was there for at least 15 minutes, just crying, crying, crying. I could not stop. I was hyperventilating. I, uh, at one point, my brain started to function again, and I was able to kind of, slow down my breath using breathwork techniques. I just kind of slowed myself down and re really told myself to feel every emotion in every cell of my body and just, just go through it in order to just go through it to get over it. You know, I was like, oh my God, we are in the midst of the storm right now. We are in the midst of this emotional wave. Ride it out. You know, you know you'll be fine. You're not going to die from this. So just, just write it out. Just feel everything. And the minute that my brain kind of gave me that permission, my whole body just started aching. You know, I was just so physically sad. Like, and I felt like it was so unfair. And I know that every everyone who's lost someone significant in their life, they they can recognize this, but it's just... And I know that people in my life have lost significant others um, at a much younger age, but I still feel that 32 is too young to, you know, lose your mom, basically. So I, I, I just felt like it was so unfair that she's not no longer here and that other people still have their moms and that other people still have like that grandma experience. And I just started feeling really sorry for myself. Like, why can't I have that? Why was that taken from me? Why was it taken from my daughter? And you get into this like victimhood, right? And I recognized the thoughts. I heard my thoughts. I heard my brain. And I just allowed that to just unfold. But I did tell myself, okay, you can have these thoughts, but no longer than 15 minutes, right? I refuse to spiral because I know that once you have these thoughts and you, you allow them free range, it's just, you're going to go everywhere, you know? So I did give myself some sort of a time frame, like, okay, you can feel this now, but this is not forever. I'm going to give you 15 seconds to, to, to just let it all out. And what I loved about this is that it is a real good balance between the masculine in me and the feminine in me, right? The masculine is very structured and rational and is able to, um, to tell me like, okay, this is fine, but no longer than this, you're going to, you're going to be okay. This is just a temporary feeling. And then there, on the other hand, there's this feminine side that is just fully embodying this emotion that is crying her eyes out, that is just bawling and physically feeling the hurt. So I, 
I'm so much aware of these voices and these, these, these energies inside of me that I'm able to balance that out and have a good cry, you know, but hearing those voices consciously and being aware of these two energies that are balancing each other out, that's, I think is a very beautiful experience. I think it's very, very beautiful to like, almost as like a third party, I'm watching myself or I'm, I'm feeling myself. And I'm just like, okay, you know, this is so beautiful. You got this, you know, it feels like my higher self is just watching down on me. Like, okay, she's doing a good job. All right. This is how you, this is how you manage these types of things all the while still bawling my eyes out, you know? Um, so yeah, that happened to me, to me yesterday. And then after I was done crying, I just kind of, I stood there for like another 10 minutes. I don't, I don't even, I don't know. Time is such a weird concept, you know, especially when you're going through these types of things. And I just know that I stood there for a while and um, I started really thinking, right? Because death in itself is not a unique experience. Right. Every every single person on this planet is going to experience the loss of a dear one or multiple people that you loved dearly. So losing your mom, losing your dad, losing a family member, losing your pet, losing your child, whatever it is, it's not a unique experience because it happens every single day and it happens to every one. And every death that I've encountered in my life, and I've encountered a lot of death, before the age of 11, I'd already lost about five or six family members, including my little brother. So I, I know what death looks like. I know what it feels like. I'm very comfortable with it. I'm very familiar with it. Um, and what I, what I have noticed, and with myself and with other people, with other family members that I love or friends who have lost someone, every single death of every person is so significant right and every death has its story that is that makes it worse you know that just makes us feeling worse like um i don't know how to explain this but you know when i tell the story of how my mom died it's like yeah you know three weeks before i was um I was gonna give birth to my daughter, my mom got cancer, and then five months in, I had my daughter, and, and then I, five months in, my mom died of cancer on January 1st, you know? Like, that story in itself is crazy. I became a single mom, and then boom, my own mother died all in, all in the same year, you know? And that is, that's insane. But that story, however unique it is, and how heavy it is, and how sad and, and frustrating it is, is no, more special than maybe your story on how on how you lost your your significant other or your family member or your mom or your your dad you know maybe in some cases people get in car accidents and they're just gone from one day to the next without having a chance to say goodbye other people have a really bad form of cancer other people uh lose their child you know i mean there's every single instance every single death is really significant and it it's just special to that person and it's not like you have a competition to one-up each other right and i started thinking about the thought of losing someone is not a significant experience losing someone is not you're not special because you lost someone in your life and on the one hand that sounds really harsh and it's really 
um, maybe it's a mean thing to say, yet I kind of turned that around yesterday and I was like, how beautiful is it that we all get to share this experience of, of losing someone that you love so, so much? And that's why I wanted to record this episode as well. I was like, none of us are special, you know, none of us are special. But how wonderful is that, that we get to share this experience with each other and everyone has their unique story. Everyone has their own, their own experience with losing someone. And that's just beautiful. I really think that's beautiful in the weirdest sense. And death is just, is part of, of this life. You know, you cannot live without dying and you can't expect to be in this world and not lose someone that you love very, very dearly. And one thing that I've, one thing that I've, I've known, you know, for the past 32 years, but something that became really prevalent in this year is that everything truly is finite and we are not here forever. And you, you don't know when your last day is going to be here. You don't know when your last day on this physical earth is going to be there. You can't predict that. You could be gone tomorrow. I'd rather not. I'd rather not be gone tomorrow. Okay, let's just knock on wood, y'all. We're not, we're not calling that upon ourselves. But you could, you, you could be gone tomorrow. And how much would it suck to not have lived your dreams, to not have, have had the courage to just take the steps that you've wanted to take? How bad is it to be in a relationship with someone that you don't fully fucking love you're just with them because it's safe you're just with them because you know there's no one better you're just with them because hmm, you know what else are you gonna do oh that's just my biggest fucking nightmare how bad is it to have a job that you go to every single day that you're not fully fucking excited about you know that does that doesn't give you any energy but it just drains you i mean all of these things just became really highlighted this year for me where i was just like this is the last final straw and i am i am not doing this i am no longer doing this i'm no longer making excuses i am i'm finally fully with courage stepping into the things that i want to do and i am dropping everything that no longer excites me i've had this really big realization this year and that that is the all because i lost my mom Right. So, yes, that in itself is like the the saddest thing on the planet, especially last night. But it's also the biggest motivation that I've ever felt in my life. I look at her picture and I see her smile. And I don't know, I've had this with my grandmother's picture as well, because I have them next to each other. My, my grandma died when I was 10 years old. And me and my grandma were like, you know, we were close. We were really fucking close. And my grandma's picture has always been next to my bed ever since. And um, I go to her, I've always gone to her for advice. You know, if I, if I had to make a big life decision, I would walk up to her picture and I would ask her like, hey, what, what would you do, you know? And my, my mom has a similar picture. They're both smiling with the, with the corner of their, their mouths, right? But they're not fully smiling with their teeth. Um, and it, it kind of feels like the Mona Lisa smiles or the Mona Lisa smile, right? Whenever I look at their picture and I just ask them a question or I'm thinking something in my head, I'm having a conversation there. It feels, and I know it's in my, I know it's in my head. I know it's an illusion, but it, their picture talks to me, right? Their pictures talk to me. It just, their smiles just say something, right? 
And so this year, when I, I made the decision to invest in myself more, to um, yeah, I didn't sign up. I didn't sign my business out of the Chamber of Commerce, but I did change it completely. I did a full 180. I don't think twice about decisions on my new home. This summer alone, I've spent more than, or I've invested more than 5,000 euros in my own education. I have decided to release energy on certain friendships and just release energy on certain people in my life where I was just like, this is too much of a draining energy. I have decided to quit coaching after five years because it just no longer aligns with what I want to do in this life and how I want to show up in this world. And all of this was triggered by losing my mom. It was a catalyst for all of these things. It just gave me this new sense of purpose. It gave me this new sense of motivation. And I, you know that Mario Kart, uh, yeah, Mario Kart game, right? Where um, when you're driving Mario and some, you hit like something and then you get this like boost or something. That's what it feels like. It really feels like I've lost my mom physically, but she is there from the other side just pushing me in the right direction i really feel like my life has been on turbo speed ever since she's been gone and i think that's what people don't tell you about grief as well that is that yes it's really painful yes it's really hard death is really hard losing someone is really hard yet it can also be the most profound experience you've ever had in your life and so when someone asks me in a conversation hey how are you feeling how are you feeling about you know your mom and everything when they ask me that question it really is is not a simple i cannot give you a simple answer and so all i say is yeah i'm doing okay right and Meanwhile, my life has just done a total, a total 180, and it's just been a true roller coaster from the day that she left this planet. Grief for me has been really unexpected. Um, like I said, I, I've lost many family members in my life, and I've experienced a lot of death in my life, and I've always been really sad, and it's always been difficult, but losing my mom is on another level like that's just um just the biggest loss and it physically feels like i lost a piece of myself and the only way that i can describe it is that my mom used to be a lighthouse in my life right? i would she wouldn't like dictate my life but she would be like true guidance right and i would be very i was very reliant on my mom a lot i always looked to her like am i doing okay is Am I going in the right direction? And she would always have the best advice. Um, sometimes we would argue a lot. We would not be on the same page. Uh, we had different perspectives on this on this world. We have very different um, opinions on certain life matters. Um, but I felt like I was always able to discuss them with her. I would there would no there would be no shame between us. Like we, I would literally be able to tell her everything, and we would be able to talk about it. Maybe fight about it. Doesn't matter but I valued her opinion, I valued her advice, and she functioned like a lighthouse, right? I would look to her every single time I would make a big life decision, something would happen in my life, I would turn to her and I would, um, you know, look look for her advice and look for her voice and her opinion on the matter, and she would, she would just have it uh, with my best interest in mind. And so when she left this earth, I just felt really, I, I guess the word is, I don't know if that's a word, but it's like she was my anchor 
right? So I just felt like my anchor point in this life was gone. And I, I, I felt like the, I felt like the ground was just removed from under my feet. There was no stability in my life. I just felt so fucking lost, you know, like I was just floating in space on this planet by myself, you know, and like, yes, of course you have other family members. I still have my dad. Um, I'm just not as close to my dad as I was to my mom. And yes, you have other people that you can still spend time with, but, and maybe this was extra sensitive because I had just given birth to my own daughter, but I just felt like I was left alone on this planet. I was like abandoned, you know, and I'm old, I'm, I'm old, I'm an adult, I'm 32 years old. It's not like I'm a child. So I don't feel like I want to be a victim here. But I, I just really felt alone on this planet. And that also made me think about my own children, because I have one daughter right now. And she was a big surprise in my life. Love her to death. But it did make me think, I don't want to give this experience to my daughter. Like I don't want her when I'm gone, I don't want her to be alone on this planet. So I am highly, highly motivated to, to provide a brother or sister for her. Right. Of course, I myself want more children as well. I, uh, otherwise I wouldn't be saying this. I really love, I mean, I didn't really enjoy the newborn stage, but I, <laughs> but I love, I love children in general. I love being pregnant and I love, uh, giving birth and um, you know I love raising my kid um, but just having that experience it was an extra impulse for me to say okay no I definitely want more children because I, I don't want her to be alone when I leave this planet it's just this there's just something different about losing a parent right and it doesn't have to be your mom necessarily it could be just the parent that you're closest to however I do feel that a mother has an extra strong it's just of course your dad is is really you know losing your dad is, is is devastating i get that um even if you have a really good relationship with him i i i fucking devastating don't want to think about it uh but yeah you know with my mom you've you've had this really you've you've been in her body you know i mean <laughs> she put you on this planet she literally pushed you out into this world and um yeah, just it's it's your lifeline, right? It really is your lifeline. Um, she gave you life, and so I, I, uh, I found that I found her loss to be like the most significant in my life this far. Another thing that I've noticed after losing my mom is, um, and also after having a baby, these experiences were very similar to me. But once I lost her, I also felt this new sense of connectedness to people who had also lost a parent. And this was similar when I gave birth to my daughter. When I was childless, when I didn't have a baby, when I didn't have a kid, and other people in my network, colleagues, friends were having babies and posting them all over Instagram, I never understood that, right? I was annoyed almost like, oh my God, can you stop sharing your kid? You know, can you stop doing that? It's annoying. Um, one, to defend myself. One, I was in my 20s. You know, my brain was not yet fully developed. So that's one excuse. Um, two, I just wasn't a mom myself. And so when I when I have my daughter, 
all of a sudden I felt this new sense of connectedness to other moms. I was like, oh my God, I am, I have been initiated into this world of mothers. Like I am, I have joined the motherhood tribe. I'm not part of that. And all of a sudden you feel this new sense of like connectedness to everyone around you who's a mom. You're like, oh my God, please share more of your kid. All I want to talk about is my kid. Look at my kid. Here's a picture of my kid. Oh my God. You know, and, and you, you rejoice in that and you have so much fun with that. And even people that I hadn't talked to for maybe years, I have now started messaging again, like, oh, my God, our kids are so much fun. And, you know, you start sharing pictures, which is which is really crazy because you hadn't talked to them in like years, you know. But just once you once I became that mom, all of a sudden we had something to relate to and you just become part of that tribe. <laughs> you know, I, there's no other way to explain this. Uh, motherhood really is a cult. Right. And so. I have been initiated and I've been, I've joined the cult. Um, and then I had the same experience when I lost my mom, all of a sudden other people made more sense to me. Um, I have known people in my life who have lost both parents already by the time they were 25. I have met people whose mom died. I have met people whose dad, whose dad has died. Um, at a young age, maybe a bit older, maybe before they got married, before they even had children. So their parents were never able to meet their grandchildren. I have met a lot of people who have lost a parent. And all of a sudden, everything just made sense. Like I have so much more compassion for, for them. I have so much more love for them. And I am so proud of everyone who has lost a parent and who is, who is thriving right now and who is, who is, living their life and who is really just doing that without that lighthouse, without that anchor in their life. I'm so incredibly, um, I just, my heart is so open for these people. Uh, maybe if you're listening and you're from my past and you've lost your parents, like I truly, I just want to give you a big digital podcast episode hug because I, I understand and I feel, you now, and it's really something that you have to experience yourself in order to fully fully understand what someone else is going through like yes you have empathy right and you can like sympathize with someone like oh my god yeah he or she lost a parent but once you've gone once you have had to organize that funeral for yourself for your parent and stand there and give a speech and see the casket go down and pick up your parents ashes and whatever until you've done that you will fully understand what it means to to lose something so precious and um you know same goes for child loss or you know some something very very close to you maybe your partner whatever someone who's like so close to you but especially parents i feel like i just i can relate to that so much more on a deeper level and i just i'm so proud of everyone um, maybe you're listening. I know some of you are listening. I've talked to who've lost a parent. Like I'm so, so proud of you of how you're doing. I high five, you know, we've got this, we are in this together. Um, it's a beautiful experience as well. Right. And I understand your life choices and it is really hard to, um, to find that groundedness in this world when your biggest compass has, has left. You know, but just know, I mean, even if you're not as interested in spirituality as I am, just know, I can tell you that, that 
they are not here in in flesh form right they're not here in in 3d form that we can sense that we can sense with our eyes with our hands we can't touch them which is really difficult we can't see them we can't hear them but they are they are still here their energies are always here and you are able to call upon them any time you want they know that you they, they know when you're thinking of them they know when you are crying, they know when you're hurting, they know when you are calling upon them. Energy can sense that, you know, once you focus your energy on them and on how they made you feel, they are around, trust me, I can tell you that much. And I know that my mom's sign is 444. Whenever, they're, I don't know, I've, just, I've been seeing 444 since the day my mom died, I've never seen 444. Of course, I've seen 1111, I've seen 555, I've seen all of the fucking angel numbers, but 444 started appearing the moment my mom died, and I've seen it everywhere. And um, maybe you can ask your family members if you're into that. I'm not, you know, disclaimer, I don't I don't want you to, to be forced into spirituality. It, that's not what this is about. But I, if you are interested, if you do feel like you need it, you can just talk to them, light a candle, white preferably and just speak out loud to the universe speak out loud and just call upon them and ask them hey you know can you please send me a certain number you have to be very specific if you're asking for a sign is not specific energy doesn't work that way you need to ask for a specific sign and they will give it to you um i know that um when, I don't know when, when when was this. I think it was somewhere in it was somewhere in the spring. I think April or May. I was um it was it was sunset. I know that much. I know that my daughter was asleep, so it must have been like seven or eight p.m. And I was in my uh, front door I, because that's where the I can see the sunset. I can see the sun go down at the beach, and uh, I was drinking a cup of tea, and I was just feeling so. Oh my God, I was just feeling it. I had another wave of emotion and I was just in the sunset and I, I was crying my eyes out on my balcony, just just fully in it. And I was so desperate. I was so desperate in that moment. I was like, can you just, I need, I need you to send me a butterfly right now. I need to know that you are here. I need to know that you are still alive on the other side, I need to know that you're with me. Now, mind you, I live on the fifth floor, right? So I'm pretty, I'm up high, pretty much. Butterflies don't fly on the fifth floor, but I swear to God, I looked up, tears in my eyes, bawling, just dropping on my clothes. My, I was just wet. I was just tears everywhere, mascara everywhere. And I looked up and lo and behold there was this black butterfly with this orange eye on it you know it just flew it just flew across across the the balcony and i was i was like fuck yes i manifested that fuck yes you're here i was so proud i was i was dancing i was cheering i was like thank you god thank you thank you thank you i know you're here i know you exist i know you're with me I just felt this huge sense of confirmation and the crying stopped immediately. I was like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done now. We're good. <laughs> you know? So, but the more energy you put into this question of sending, of receiving a sign, I know you will, you will receive it. Um, I know you will. And so if it helps you, it helps. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I believe in this 
firmly. I believe in this strongly. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking of getting a tattoo on it. <laughs> I'm looking at my clock. It's 44. It's 41 minutes, 44 second, uh, seconds. Um, it might not be when I'm editing, but... <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Um, I'm thinking of getting um, a 444 tattooed on my body. I, I, I really need this to be to be there in my face every single second of the day. Um, I know my mom is going to turn around in her grave. She's going to really hate that because she, um, yeah, she, uh, she hated tattoos. And um, although I... Uh, um, I, I am an adult and I was able to make my own decisions. I always respected her opinion on tattoos and never got one. But I'm like, you're dead now, <laughs> so I can get it, right? Um, yeah, she's going to hate that. Yeah, she'll hate that. But you know what? I always think in heaven, there's no judgment, right? Souls and God don't judge. There is no right or there's no wrong. It's It just is, right? And so I feel, um, yeah, I feel like I am allowed to get it now, you know? Yeah, but I'm scared of shit. Like, I'm so scared it's going to hurt. So that's why I haven't gotten it. But um, it's still uh, on my wish list. But, yeah, I just I just wanted to share my experience with grief this far and how unexpected it can be and how it comes in the most, in the weirdest moments and the weirdest of times um, and how it is the catalyst to change my life and to live my life in a different way while all the while being the saddest thing I have ever experienced in my life. Yet I also find it so comforting to know that others have experienced this as well and we are there for each other. And even though we are not unique in losing our parents, everyone loses their parents at one point in time, it is just the most unique thing to happen to you. And I know that it can change your life in, in just the biggest way possible, but it's up to you also, I feel, to turn this grief, to alchemize it into something good for yourself, you know, without dismissing the, the hurt. And that's very difficult. You have to honor honor the hurt, yet turn it into a into a positive experience for yourself. And I can genuinely say, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pat on the back. I don't want to, um, to put myself on a pedestal, but I can genuinely say that I have mastered that this year. I can feel the full spectrum of this emotion from the hurt and the sadness to the triumph and the strength that it has given me. And um, I hope that you can too. And again, my offer is still open. If you're listening to this episode and you want to continue this conversation, please uh, feel free to DM me and um, we can just continue somewhere else and, and talk about this. And I hope maybe, yeah, this helped you in some way. And um, if you have had the same experience, I am sending you so much love so much love. Deep, deep, big hug from me, and I will talk to you in the next episode.